This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hello and uh, welcome. Let me tell you about something that is not a nightmare, and that is buying meat. Well, I mean, actually, it is a nightmare, unless you have uh, decided to get your meat from Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers uh, is letting you lock your price in of all of your meat. The meat you buy this November when you subscribe during their Black Friday savings, this is your chance to infl- inflation-proof your meat budget. It's You're also going to get 70% off your uh, free USDA Choice Steaks. You'll save an additional $25 off every box when you subscribe. So forget the high prices, the low quality of the grocery store. Treat yourself or somebody you love to Good Ranchers, their award-winning service, the quality of Good Ranchers, and the American meat that comes from Good Ranchers. It's GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn, or use the promo code Glenn at checkout and grab the best offer of the year. The Black Angus is one of the premium breeds of cattle for high-quality beef. So don't have a normal Black Friday. This year, have yourself a Black Angus Friday with two free steaks from Good Ranchers. American meat delivered. That's GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. GoodRanchers.com slash Glenn. Twisted Freak, welcome to the program. It is Monday. We're going to bring you up to speed on what we're still counting uh, and so much more in 60 seconds. Have you ever taken a handful of your dog's kibble food and smelled it? Right, right. Smells awful. What you're smelling is dead food. The stuff gets sterilized so it can be put on a shelf in a store for up to two years. You know, or in your garbage for long periods of time. That doesn't make sense for your dog because all of the nutrients have been cooked out. Now, I'm not suggesting you change your dog food. I'm suggesting you put the nutrients back in with a supplement developed by naturopathic doctor Dennis Black. You sprinkle this onto the dog's food. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's most likely in rough greens. They want to give you your first trial bag uh, just for your dog to try for free, just to make sure he loves it as much as my dog, Uno. 
Just give your first trial bag. You just pay for shipping at roughgreens.com slash back. That's roughgreens, R-U-F-F greens.com slash back. Or you can call them at 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. It's roughgreens.com slash Beck. Well, hello, Stu. Glenn, how are you oh after this fine gosh, weekend? Oh my gosh, I am great. It's just getting better and better. Is it really? It is. I had missed that part of the news. Yeah, have you? Um, so can you just tell me what exactly is going on now? Yes, the mm-hmm. Senate has been called for the Democrats over the yeah. weekend. Uh-huh. Two close races yeah. went the Democrats' way. Hmm. Uh, Blake Masters in mm-hmm. Arizona lost, mm-hmm. and Adam Laxalt in Nevada lost. Now, hmm. simultaneously in Nevada, the gubernatorial candidate for the Republicans won. Hmm. So, weird, split between those two. Uh, very Both very close races, Yeah, but uh, the Republican yeah. did win in Nevada, which is some good news. Now, I understand that, thank goodness... They found some ballots from, uh, like, the kitchen union or something. <laughs> what, what exactly happened with these extra ballots? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Who yeah, knows? Okay. That's stuff they're going to sort out here, I guess, uh-huh. uh, in the coming weeks. I mean, again, you, there's people still challenging. These are what these are media calls. There's, you know, but still, yeah. it does look that, that way. I think, you know, Carrie Lake is, uh, I'd be interested to hear what she says. Maybe we'll have her on later today. But yeah. uh, she, you know, uh, this is a race we talked about that would... If she could squeak it out, it was going to be really, really close, uh, but uh, does not look all that promising by the votes that have come in. I don't know if there's a per- different perspective from Arizona, but looking just at the results over the past three or four days, I don't think it looks as good as you'd hope. The House still remains as a Republican favorite, <laughs> though. Like I keep, there's this, there's one of the <laughs> one of the sites, uh, one of the mainstream sites keeps quoting it as like. Uh, Republicans, 221 seats is the projection, plus or minus four. I was like, well, <laughs> that's a big plus or minus four because the minus four is 217, which right. means they don't have control. And that's sort of the, like, if every single thing goes wrong, they could still lose the House. I, they would definitely be the overwhelming favorite to so win it. So far, though, hasn't it every does. single thing gone wrong? Well, I get you look at the races mm-hmm. that are outstanding and you just see a lot of like California stuff. And, right. You know, there's not a lot there. You'd be like, oh, OK, that one should come through. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Lauren Boebert's an interesting one. The, the race seems to be completely counted, basically. And she leads by a couple, and I was going to say a couple thousand. It's really just basically a thousand and change. But she fifty point zero. Is there 50, a labor union that hasn't found their votes? <laughs> that yet? we won't. We don't know that. We stuff don't know yet. that. We yet. will okay. eventually find we that will. stuff out. All right. But she remains in the lead. Uh huh. And like that's that would get you an extra seat. There's a few more that I think are Republican favored. They should pull through in the House. And 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 as much as this all feels really disappointing. Clearing that hurdle is a major, major hurdle. It was the only one that seemed like a real sure thing coming in. It's going to be a, a much smaller, a smaller uh, margin if they get it yeah. than we were hoping for. But that doesn't matter all that much. You get control of the committees. You get control of the of the votes. You get to be able. You can block stuff that's going through that Biden wants. There's a lot you can do with just that one piece. If but they we, do have to get that one piece. If we don't get that one piece. It's got, then it's a catastrophic election. Yeah. Then you can put it to the to the side of a catastrophic election. Right now, I think people feel catastrophe because many people expected a red tsunami, and I, you know I never thought that that was the most likely outcome. 
but a, a stronger a wind wave. than this. Yeah, a, a red, red wave. wave. You know, this has been, been a, nice. a this is we've a, been calling it a red tinkle yeah. because it feels like you got punched somewhere you didn't want to get punched. Right, but it does. It's still on the red side, mm-hmm. and so we'll see. It's just blood. It's, it's just, just blood. blood. Yeah, it's just blood. Yeah. So, you don't want to get punched there. Yeah. Thank you for that, Stu. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's a good way to could to start a Monday. So there is another election that is uh, supposedly happening this week. Um, don't know why he would be trying to get this done so fast. Um, you know, well, I actually do. Um, the reason why Mitch McConnell wants to have uh, an election this way uh, this week is because uh, nobody in the Senate is really prepared for it. Nobody's nobody's nobody else has put their hat in the ring yet. Uh, so they're going to have a uh, they're going to have a top secret meeting on on Tuesday. Shh, don't tell anybody. They're going to have a meeting on Tuesday, and uh, that's when they're going to hear from, you know, anybody else that wants to put their hat in the ring. I hope somebody puts their hat in the ring because Mitch McConnell has got to go. If there's anyone that you could say, I think they played a role in the loss here. It would be Mitch McConnell. You know, why did you put so much money in the Murkowski race when we knew it was going to be a Republican either way? Yeah, that's terrible. Why would you do that? Just decide that one. Yeah, I think he I think we all know why he did that. He did that because he wanted to make sure he had Murkowski who would kowtow to him. Oh, yes. Oh, powerful Oz. Yes, yes. So we know why he did that. We also know why he didn't put money into Blake Masters, which we could have won that race. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it was definitely a winnable race. Yeah, definitely a winnable race. Yeah, but he didn't put any money there. Why? Because he knew Blake Masters wouldn't kowtow to the all-powerful Oz, otherwise known as the Turtle. Not Dr. Oz. Not Dr. Oz. That's a different Oz. Yeah, not Dr. Mm -hmm. Oz, which I don't think he put any money into that one either, did he? I don't know the answer to that one. That was a, yeah. uh, certainly a tougher race, although I, I think Oz wound up losing by, what was it, four points? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seemingly a winnable one. When you have a guy who is incapable of communicating with other human beings, it does seem to be winnable. You know. So here's what I'd like to ask you to participate in. I would like you to write this phone number down, 202-224-3121. That number again is 202-224-3121. That'll get you to the Capitol switchboard. Now, you can go online and look for your senator and find the direct line to your Senate office. But I highly recommend that you do today. In fact, Deb Fisher uh, from Nebraska, she should be called. Uh, Roger Wicker from Mississippi, he should be called. Rick Scott, Florida. Ted Cruz, Texas. Mike Braun from uh, Indiana. Uh, Josh Hawley from um, Missouri. John Barrasso, Wyoming, he would be great to call. Marsha Blackburn would also be called. She should be called. I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea. And let's see who's... Let's see who's on the side for Mitch McConnell. Who's who's a member of the Mitch's Bitches Club? Who is it that will actually stand with this guy? Because I think personally that they should have another election 
and see if we can get anybody else to take over for Mitch McConnell. Because he was instrumental in getting nothing done. Nothing. The only thing that you can credit Mitch McConnell on is the Supreme Court. And that's a big thing. However, for all of the years that he's been running the dump, that's the only thing I can think of. So what have you done for us lately, Mitch, besides screwed this up? Here's the thing. Mitch McConnell and his ilk are going to be exactly the same as they have always been. Mitt Romney, he said last week, there's only one person who is responsible for the red wave that is coming, and that is Mitch McConnell. And I thought that was the dumbest thing I've ever heard (laughs) because he wasn't going for the red wave. He was working against the red wave. But but, uh, But Romney is right about this. He does deserve credit for everything that has just happened. So I highly recommend that you call uh, your senators and wait a minute. I think most of these are up for re-election next time. Well, anyway, I think you should call them and say, hey, we want to know if you're going to vote for or against Mitch McConnell. And if they say against Mitch McConnell, great. If they say it's a secret ballot and I'm, we're not sure who is, just let them know you're writing that down as a vote for Mitch McConnell. And you will remember come election day. You will, re- oh, you will remember. <laughs> You'll remember that. Then you might want to also call, you know, some of the others that uh, might be thinking about, oh, I don't know, running for president. Who could those be? Who could There's those a lot be? of senators are probably considering it, Glenn. Yeah, probably. I mean, uh, Rubio, you know, isn't it weird? Rubio is an interesting story, right? I mean, people forget. Uh, yeah, sure, DeSantis won by, what, 19 points? Mm-hmm. I would assume Marco Rubio who also won, I think, by 17 points in yeah. Florida. That's a yeah. big story. He ran already for president. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's again. thinking it's time to run again. Yeah. And isn't he one of them that just came out and said, hey, maybe we should replace Mitch McConnell? He showed some skepticism, it seemed. He did see. Yeah. It, it seemed that way. It would be interesting. Now, you don't think that it's, I mean, I take Marco Rubio at his word. It's not just because he's running for president and knows you're not going to go anywhere in the Republican Party if you back Mitch McConnell, right? Isn't that it? Anyway, you might want to call some of these senators. Again, the uh, the number is 202-224-3121. Could you run as a Republican if you were in the Senate? Could you run if you had voted for for uh mitch mcconnell oh, you could you could run and yeah you could you, you'd probably go well you'd probably entertain the interest of a bunch of money from mitch mcconnell uh, uh, but uh, that's yeah. uh, the only upside in a primary i don't think a primary yeah. would that would not look good in your primary record yeah probably not probably not who, who, i voted for it was a secret ballot i can't tell you who i voted for oh i think we know 
I think we know. It'll be clear, I think, yeah. by that answer. Because yeah. everybody who doesn't vote for Mitch McConnell, I think they're going to be fine saying, I didn't vote for Mitch McConnell. Pretty sure. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's uh, Romney. I love him. You've always been a big Romney guy. You know, <sighs> always. All that I can him. always remember. <laughs> um, Deb Fisher, Roger Wicker, Rick Scott, Ted Cruz. Some of these are going to be easy. They're going to they're going to say, uh, no, I'm not voting for. Uh, but, but just make sure everybody in the Senate on the Republican side understands you're not joking around. You are clear what Mitch McConnell has done for you and the country. And I'm pretty much sick of it. Uh, Mike Braun, uh, Josh Hawley. Uh, John Barrasso and Marsha Blackburn. This would be good to just call. Did I tell you that they're voting on that on Wednesday? Just so just two days from now. Two days from now. And what, four days, five days after they called the Senate? Yeah. Isn't that weird? That's weird. Because uh, Schumer's not, not calling for a re-election until uh, December. But Mitch wants to get this done. Wants to get this done right away. Right away. If there's anything you'd say about Mitch McConnell, it's that he's speedy. Speedy he just seems, is the word. You know, I mean, he looks like a turtle, sure. But remember, sure. the turtle won that race. Let me tell you this. Let, let me tell you this, too. Mm-hmm. He, when he sees a continuing resolution or an omnibus bill, he is on it. They'll give it to him and he'll say, right, right, right away. And then he's nimble. He's nimble. He mm-hmm. gets it to the guys within hours of the vote. So nobody can, you know, really look at it. But that's as fast as he can go. He is fast. So when we're looking at another omnibus or we're looking for a continuing resolution, Mitch is our guy. And when we're looking now at the 2024 election coming up, I think I think Mitch is the guy to chart the course to get that Republican Party back on track. You do. Well, in the same sort of way as I think uh, arsenic is a great laxative. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. you're stuffed up. Take a little arsenic. You won't have that problem anymore. That's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, no. Uh, I think we're clear on that. Diesel fuel, uh, diesel fuel crisis going on right now. Last thing you should do is, I don't know, ignore it. With uh, diesel trucks that don't run without trucks, grocery stores empty out fast. You know what empties trucks out fast? No diesel for the railway system. Yeah, yeah. Ask yourself this. Are you prepared for that kind of thing? Do you have enough food to feed your family in a crisis? What about through the whole winter? Because as crazy as it sounds, this is what we could be looking at. Here's what you need to do. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com or PrepareWithGlenn.com. Go to PrepareWithGlenn.com. You'll get $250 off the popular three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. You'll get breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks. The kits have everything for you and your family so you can, just, you can, you can survive a difficult situation. 
$250 off per kit. You can get enough for everybody in your family. My Patriot Supply. Charging less so they can help families more. In fact, this is the lowest price since 2019. So act now. Don't miss this. Your order ships fast and free and unmarked boxes for your privacy. Save $250 now at uh, preparewithglenn.com. That's preparewithglenn.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Glenn, what do you think the field looks like in 2024? I know we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit here, but I'm curious as do you think, do you think this develops the same way that it developed in 2020 where we have, or 2016, where we have like almost everyone you've ever seen on Fox News as a candidate? Yes, yes, I do. Unfortunately, yes. I think there was a hope among some that maybe you'd have, you know, Trump versus DeSantis, maybe like a Larry Hogan, who's probably going to get in it as as a moderate, something like that. But like uh, the, the two people with a chance to win. And then a limited field where you'd mm. see two people kind of fight it out and then mm. we, you'd get to the end with some sort of rational conclusion to that story. In 2016, there were so many candidates all at the same time. Everybody joined in. Tons of people below 1%. You know, debate stages, they split up over multiple days. I mean, this is all coming back to me now and it's starting to be terrifying. <laughs> Everybody is going to be running for vice president. That's what's going to happen. They're going to run for president, but they're... They're actually is, running for vice president. That's what that's what's going to happen. That's what you'll see in the field. And that happened, of course, that played out in the in the Democratic primary in 2020, where a yeah. failed presidential candidate right. got the VP slot. And if we have people like Mitch McConnell, we'll do that again. You know, we'll do. Hey, it worked for the Democrat. Let's get the least popular person <laughs> and you put them on the ticket. Do so you think Mitch McConnell will be VP? <laughs> I think there's a good <laughs> chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. That'll be interesting. So. Let me go back to the 2016 uh, crew for a bit. You, uh-huh. Marco Rubio, you think is? Uh, I think there's a chance. Ted? Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz. Yes. Now Rand Paul is an interesting one. Rand Paul has been very much in the news over the past couple of years, especially on the COVID stuff. We did ask him this question directly when he was on the air with us one time, and his answer was definitely not no. I'm not running. It was more of a if Trump wins, I don't think there'd be much of a point. Or if Trump runs, I don't think there'd be much of a point. Meaning, I guess, that he'd clear the field at some level. I think that's changing, mm. unfortunately. Because yeah. I, I don't think... I don't think a great, a huge field really benefits the Republican Party or conservatism generally. No. And I like I like watching the, I like watching the, the varying viewpoints. I like to see who's the best candidate. I don't think a big primary necessarily is always damaging, but... I don't know. It, it, it seems to be so, so much of a sideshow. You can't get anything accomplished. Everyone's been, you know, 30 second answers on a debate stage mm-hmm. from 12 different people does nothing. No. And uh, the nice thing is this time you're going to have Liz Cheney joining in, too. So. You think she's going to get into? Of course she is. And she'll she's run. She's not even a registered Republican anymore. She'll be funded by the left like crazy. So she'll always be standing there. She'll just keep going. I don't know if they'll pick her or they'll find some. They're going to find someone to take her place. It, you know, it might be Larry Hogan, but someone in that someone's going to take that wing of the Republican Party and give it a whirl. I think. The Glenn Beck Program. World has a ton of troubles right now, and while some of them are just over the horizon, I believe there is a new dawn waiting for us. Right now, it seems a little dark, but. 
I stay up at night thinking about it? Because the sun is going to come up. Truth is, you can handle each day's challenge if you're in the right frame of mind, and that starts with a good night's sleep. The Giza Dream Sheets are back at their lowest price ever. That means they're as low as $29.99 with the promo code BECK, just like everything else MyPillow makes. These sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Orders placed between now and December 25th will have their money-back guarantee extended until March 1st, 2023. Listen, why sleep on anything but the very best? especially when the best is on sale for such a low, low price. Get the Giza Dream Sheets today. MyPillow.com. That's MyPillow.com. The radio listener specials hit that square. Put in the code BECK and save. 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. MyPillow.com. Promo code BECK. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is STANDUP. You'll get 30 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We say hello to Mr. Pat Gray from hello. Pat Gray Unleashed. So, Welcome. How are you feeling today? Uh, miserable would be a good word. <laughs> Despondent miserable. would be another word. Huh. Uh, so, defeated would be a third okay. that we could use. So not spirited. No. no. Not spirited no. No, in, no. in any way. Okay. Except about the national divorce movement. I'm kind of. You're into that. I'm kind of into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do I, I you mind. think that in if we got a national divorce in the new, let's say, constitutional republic that we would like to live in, mm-hmm. do you think the GOP would win the elections? <laughs> Somehow they'd Wouldn't still that blow be it. They'd something? still, they'd mm-hmm. still they'd blow still it. still find a way to lose. Yeah. There'd be a commun- one uh, communist and he'd be the like, Green I think, Party takes over. <laughs> I think I should fill all of the Senate seats. And they'd win. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably true. Yeah, probably true. So, I mean, how do you, for it? isn't it bizarre though that every time you go to sleep with a lead, mm. you wake up with not the lead? It's kind of strange to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't expecting this over the weekend. Have you? That Adam Laxalt would drop the what almost three point lead he had going into the weekend, two and a half points, something like that. Yeah, and all of a sudden, nope, he, he lost. Adam Laxalt preparing him for a loss. I'm like, wait, what? How did that happen? Well, all the precincts that came in were heavy Democrat. We just thought they might be slightly Democrat. Okay. Wow, that happens a lot. Didn't happen. <laughs> didn't didn't happen in the gubernatorial race though. That's good. They did win. That they, is the, true. Uh, the, the, the Republican and governor. If you're, oh, if no, you're no, going no. to do yeah. it, you know, if you're going to cheat, you you think you would do probably exactly. go for both. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's why. Or, or. that's <laughs> what they want you to think. <laughs> you know what? We'll give them the governorship. We'll give them that. Yeah, yeah, no. uh, they won't be able to as say As long as we have the Senate, <laughs> then they won't be able to say anything. Uh, it hurts, though. It hurts. It does. I, and it, to it, see the victory lap that Biden is taking. I mean, after the Xi message, he's he meets with Xi for three hours, comes out talking about, you know, how great it is that Democrats won, that... Uh, well, how how did he put it that, oh, election denialism was strongly rejected? Okay. Because, you know, there, there's such wide and open and honest elections in China. 
Uh, that's, yes. I'm glad he yes. uh, he was able to shine light on that. <clears throat> yeah. Because they've been doing such a good job. Uh, President Xi, very, very popular. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very popular. In fact, I think he might win 98, 99% of the vote uh, well, if they let people That's vote. because they call him Mr. Freedom. Uh, Mr. Freedom. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Freedom. Mr. Freedom. Mr. Freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. No. But then yeah. again, I didn't see Laxalt losing. No, either, I didn't either. So. Did not either. So um, at least it takes the edge off the Georgia race now, doesn't it? Yeah, it's I, like I, eh, might, whatever. It might be good for <laughs> uh, for Walker's chances. I think there's an argument you to think? be made that like now that control isn't a hundred percent teetering on that, maybe. Really? Maybe, uh, maybe maybe they win. Maybe Republicans maybe. will be more active than some uh, sideline voters that don't typically go out to the polls. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Because my reaction was a little like Pat's. Huh. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I, was, I mean, it's, it, I, I, I am, it's a six-year term. I'm, so getting, out of two, the, I'm to, getting out of the car before they drive it over the cliff, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they are driving it over the cliff. So, Assuming mm-hmm. we still have a nation in the next couple of elections, it will be nice to have a one-seat cushion as we see how close <laughs> these mean, things are. The next couple of elections? Yes, 2024, I was 26. Like next couple of months. <laughs> it is important, though. And and next time, the map tilts towards Republicans, as we've discussed many times. Mm, it, this, yeah, we have a better shot. Yeah, 2024 yeah. should be a good year. Yeah. Now, yeah. <laughs> Mitch McConnell's going to see to that. I'll tell well, you that. I thought you were just talking about maybe replacing him with somebody I am you'd talking be more about excited about. Now, there are some people that are talking about it as well, uh, you know, there's um, there's Josh Hawley, mm-hmm. okay, Eric Schmidt, yes, Rick Scott, good, Ron Johnson, all right, uh, Lindsey Graham, mm, Lindsey Graham, yeah, yeah. that's a surprise, yeah. yeah, Mike Lee, huh, JD Vance, okay, Ted Cruz, like that, Rubio, Rubio is in that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a mm-hmm. there's a few, Murkowski, strangely not, <laughs> huh, what a strangely surprise. not, stunning yeah. surprise. Did yeah. they call that race yet? Did I the don't Murkowski know. One? I haven't have checked they? that one in a oh, while. God, for the love of Pete, just call it Alaska. I, I mean, know. I, I don't know if they I have know. yet. I, she, I do because uh, no, they haven't because they have to do the ranked choice thing and they have to wait for all the votes to come in. But she's gonna. I, I think Murkowski's the favorite there by. Uh, by oh, of course she is. Of course she is. You're gonna go for. So the, get, the more of the two evils, <laughs> not the lesser. <laughs> it's never, no, but the never more. No, yeah. So Chewbacca is currently up by two points. <laughs> this, this is. <laughs> when asked for, a asked for a comment, that's what she said. <laughs> We've been talking about that race for like two weeks. We're like, why have we not talked about this race without with Pat in here? <laughs> we need Pat in here when we're talking about the Chewbacca race, right? Because it's important to have somebody that can do. <laughs> uh, Murkowski's at forty-two point eight, but the way this breaks out, of course, when you do the ranked choice voting, mm-hmm. you're going to lose the last candidate first, and her yeah. her vote, which I think the last one is a Republican, but it's only a couple percent. And that, let's just say that even goes to Chewbacca, which it could go either way. The next one's a Democrat. And that's, not, I think, 9% of the mm. vote. And that that percentage will be distributed between, it will almost exclusively go to Murkowski, which should bring really? her over the 50-point uh, ah, barrier. That, and that's the way I'm looking at man. that race. Now, of course, there's still a bunch of votes to come in. Alaska is one of these. <laughs> where you from can, labor unions? I, I, possibly. <laughs> uh, I think you have 14 days after the election. To yeah. have your, they wait 14 days, something like that, mm-hmm. to get all the votes in. What? Yeah. I, I Look. Do they have to be at least, like, marked 
the day I think of? they have to be postmarked, postmarked by the day. By, and you might yeah. say, like, it's three towns away, and it still takes 14 days in <laughs> yeah, Alaska. That on. could be the truth. I don't know. <laughs> you know, Alaska is a little bit of a different place, but, I mean, if there's one, you can't, there's no reason to do this in, like, California. Like, there, Alaska, maybe yeah. you have a, there's some island out that no one's ever visited, and, you know, I don't know, it takes right. a while for the mail to get there. Maybe, but, like... You know, it's like New York City. We need six months. Sorry. I, I think Nevada did that. Either Nevada or Arizona. I was reading about one of the two. I, I can't remember over the weekend. And they said that Saturday was the deadline for mail-in votes yeah. to arrive and be counted. And it didn't even specify whether or not they had to be postmarked. Yeah, they do have to November be November 8th. Yeah. So yeah. that's good. At yeah. least. Yeah. Well, but, the other ones they do is they're like... What? You don't care about our military members serving overseas that want to get right. their votes? In? What happens about a person who is in a cave in Afghanistan and decides on election day he's going, he needs to, he gives it to a Sherpa <laughs> who postmarks it on November 8th, who then has to walk it. And he hasn't heard yet and that he, we withdrew from Afghanistan a year ago? He's in a cave. Uh, How would he oh, know? Okay, you're right. He just knows he you're wanted right. Catherine Cor- Cortez Masto to be the next senator. <laughs> I think that's a very good point. A very good point. And, you know, while you're at it, I mean, sure, he's over in a cave, but... You might be in the kitchen of some some union kitchen where mm-hmm. there's knives and you've got to mm-hmm. you've got to get around all the knives as you're passing out the ballots and then collecting all the ballots and making sure that it gets there. You might need a couple of months. That's very it likely. Takes time. That happens. Takes time. It takes some time. How many times have we seen that be the case for some of these voters? Many, oh, many, many times. Many times. Or you might be dead. And it takes you a little longer to get it out of your casket, above ground, into the hand of a mailman, and all the way to the voting place. Right. You know? Right. It takes some time for the dead to get their vote counted. They move slowly. If you've ever seen Very a horror slowly. movie or a zombie movie. I don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. this. I, I've seen this happen. You have to convince the worms to take that letter <laughs> up above <laughs> the soil. And a lot of them don't want to. No. And they so. have to. They have to. They have to grab that ballot with their teeth, <laughs> with, their worm sure. teeth? Yeah, with their worm teeth, with their worm teeth, their worm teeth, and get that up there. Yeah, and worm teeth. Uh, you know, they might bite through the. They might start eating the ballot. You have to get it up there before well, they finish dissolving it. That was the problem with the with the chads. Oh, really? Right. Yeah, the, the worm a, teeth. The worm. It teeth. was worm Dang teeth. It. Man, so many yeah. of our problems come back so to worm many. teeth. So many, you know. <clears throat> yeah, good chunk of them. Hey, so can I uh, can I just give you a, a story about Walgreens? Uh, Walgreens has decided to close three locations in Boston. Mm. Oh, what racists! <laughs> Man, thank you for <laughs> saying You're welcome. that. Yes. So clear and obvious yeah. that that's all about racism, <laughs> it isn't is. it? Now <laughs> they might have been, you know, robbed every day. Yeah, but who isn't? Uh, that's just sheer, unadulterated <laughs> racism. racism. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Pat. You're I was welcome. glad somebody said it. I was, I was hoping you, I was hoping you would see that like the city of Boston I mean, does. Everything uh, is racism now. Isn't everything it? is racist. It's true. It's true. I was, uh, 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 my wife and I went away. I was in Nashville. Nashville. I love Nashville. It's a great town with great people around. Mm-hmm. Uh, went into a Walgreens there, and that was an interesting experience. Really? Yeah, it was different than the most of the Walgreens that I in go what, to in, in a normal way? Um, Well, uh, she was inside the store accosted by mo- multiple homeless people while she was in her aisle and I was in my other aisle. And mm. she had to kind of come over and and uh, 
and uh, let me know. Now, this is like you have. She has a problem with homeless people. Uh, yeah, right. In this, Some sort in this, of in this circumstance, yes. Well, first of all, wow. On the walk over there, obviously there was fourteen hundred homeless people that came up and asked us for money or looked at us in a in in, in, in a threatening manner of some sort. But that's just Nashville. That's just what you, what's going on down there downtown. Uh, after you can crawl over the giant bags of trash that are on every single uh, corner. But once you get past that uh, whole circumstance, you think once you're inside the Walgreens, you're going to have a moment, a respite of some sort. Listen to this elitism, Glenn. Can you believe the elitism of this guy? My gosh. Oh, wow. I mean, like, it's sad. It's a real problem. That's what happens when they shop at Walgreens (laughs) all the time. You know what I mean? They're just like (laughs) the upscale upscale Walgreens. You Uh do kind of expect, though, inside a store to not be harassed by people. And, okay. And uh, apparently not. <laughs> okay. Apparently not. Really? You, you expect you to be harassed by salespeople trying yeah. to sell you stuff. Yeah. That's what I expect going yeah. into Is a store. Is that the way it happens at Tiffany's? <laughs> I, I don't know, Glenn. Do you want to get into an elitism battle on the air? Oh, we're Do all we out of time. Oh, okay. All right. I just want to make sure. <laughs> Let me tell you about Upside. For people who aren't elitists, people who want to save money, Upside is an app that you can just download from the App Store, and it will save you tons of money. In fact, uh, Stu put it on his phone. I did. And I saved 35 cents because I'm such an elitist. I care about 35 cents a gallon on my gas. See, he doesn't even miss it. He doesn't even miss it. I did miss it. I was excited about the Upside app. And by the way, it's not just gas, too. You can go to, they've got restaurants. They've got all sorts of stuff on there. Like, you just go on there. They just You just pull up the map, and then you just go to that place because you know you're going to save 8 10%. I mean, it's, it really is incredible. I wish I, I wish I, you know, again, you, you hear so about these like, things and you don't do it for a while. You save 8% at a restaurant. That's, I mean. For me, thousands you, of dollars. You, and you've saved all that money from the tip. I mean, you give like, you get double the back. I mean, if you're saving 8%, you're only giving a 4% tip. That's Stu not what I give do. at all. I give much more than that, Glenn. Do you 6%? <laughs> no. See, no, this, much this more is than what that. these guys, you know, the Monopoly man. This is what they're like. This is what they're like. Anyway, uh, download, download your free Upside app now at Upside.com <laughs> slash Beck. You'll get 25 cents back or uh, for every gallon on your first tank of gas. You could get more, as Stu said. <laughs> he saved 35, but regular schlubs like us, probably not. 25 to 35, You you don't know. 25, per, uh, 25 cents per gallon for sure. Every gallon of gas, uh, every uh, gallon that you put into your first tank of gas, once you've downloaded Upside.com slash Beck. Do it now. Upside.com slash Beck. The Grind Back Program. This is the Glenn Beck program. May I ask a question? Um, why is it that politicians are so gracious on uh, the first Tuesday of November? Yeah. And yet, when it comes to April 15th. This is a good, this is, a, yes. You, you must mm-hmm. have it in. You have it in. You don't have that in on, on April 15th. Why then? There's there's hell to pay, Mister. There's hell to pay. You know, I just recently paid my taxes, Glenn. And you might say, "Wait a minute, isn't it <laughs> November?" Not, and yes, yes, that is accurate. Huh. Uh, 
uh, I did well file my taxes is the more, more appropriate uh, way of putting it because mm-hmm. I was owed money in a refund. Mm. Now they owed me money in a refund, so uh, I wasn't all that concerned about getting it in on time. So because they owed me money, right? Like I, I mean, I obviously should have been more concerned that's about it. That's when I'm really concerned. But I mean, I'm like, I, I obviously I want the money back, but I know I'm going to get it back, and it's like I. I just didn't want to pay the penalties if I owed them money, right? Correct. Well, guess what? I got my refund back and it was less than I was supposed to get because they actually penalized me for filing my return late, even though they owed me money. So then they took money out of the refund and kept it because they said I didn't pay. I didn't file early enough. Sometimes, yeah, not an awful fun. lot lately, but sometimes when you speak, it makes me happy. <laughs> Why? Uh, so, so wait a minute, wait a minute. I want to, I want to go back. Mm-hmm. How is it? Mm-hmm. There are certain things that you you have to do, right? But when it comes to voting, eh, eh, get it in when you can. You know, it is amazing. You don't have to come on the day. You can come up to I don't know six weeks beforehand. And by the way, if you if you can't get if you just can't make it in that six week period, you can come on election day. And if you just can't make it on election day, you can mail your ballot. And if you just can't mail your ballot early enough for it to arrive by election day, you just have to postmark it on election day, and then it can arrive up to uh, two weeks late. And if your candidate is behind and you're part of a labor union, (laughs) (laughs) there's all new rules for you. Right. All new rules. But like, isn't this a normal like thing to ask people to do if you're paying a bill? I know I send my bill in early so it arrives that day. Right. I think that's basic. We say like all the time, like, yeah, we got to be able to prove who you are. Voter ID is important. And almost 90% of people agree with that point. No, but the politicians really don't. They They don't. Right. They don't agree with that, you know. And yet, when you go to an airport, it's definitely not racist to have photo ID. No, not there. It's not. No. No, that's the non-racist ID. Yeah. There are racist IDs and non-racist IDs. Right. Not sure which is which yet, but we'll get there. The Glenn Beck Program. When you find something that really works to solve a problem in your life, you grab onto that thing and you try not to let go. That's how I have felt about uh, Rough Greens for a while. I have, I have President Miles. Uh, you may know President Miles. And we call him President Miles because he sleeps approximately 22, 23 hours a day. He's a 17-year-old pug. Uh, he does not move around all that much, but when he does, uh, it's always encouraging to see it. He's kind of like the president of the United States. He's still moving around. You're kind of like, wow. Hmm. Uh, but <laughs> to see him actually, you know, he definitely deals with joint pain issues and it's tough for him to get around sometimes. And that's why rough greens is really important to him, for him. They have uh, vitamins and nutrients packed into a supplement that basically, uh, first of all, he loves eating and it tastes great for, for, for dogs. But also, it gives them all those nutrients that are lost from the sort of dead dog food that you get on the store shelves. Rough Greens is a uh, sort of a supplement uh, for your dog food, and your dogs absolutely love it. Let me tell you how to get Rough Greens and uh, and where you should go. If you go uh, right now to roughgreens.com slash Beck or 833-GLEN33, you can call them at 833-G-L-E-N-N-33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? 
you need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Brewing. If you have heard about the FTX scandal and maybe don't understand what's really going on, we have a ton to report in 60 seconds. So here's a stat that should shock you a bit 55% of Americans carry their credit card balance over from month to month. 50 5% of Americans. That's a huge number. Things are expensive. Life is expensive and getting more so. The, uh, the down economy that we've been experiencing has, uh, has seen to that. But you and I both know this leads to massive credit card debt with through-the-roof interest rates. How are you going to be able to handle that? Well, there are some people that maybe be able to help you out. It's American Financing. They're America's home for home loans and they've been helping people just like you save money now for over 20 years. Their salary-based mortgage consultants are gonna help guide you through every step of the process from free mortgage review to, you know, whatever outcome works for the, uh, the best for you. They'll help you understand all of your options from flexible terms to fast clothings, closings and they've got you covered. Uh, with no obligations, no upfront or hidden fees, it's American Financing. In it for you, AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Vivek Ramaswamy is with us uh, now. Vivek. Vivek, are you there? Glenn, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Kind of a disappointing week uh, last week, but uh, recovering from it and, uh, and moving on. Yeah, well, you know, that's the only way forward, right? I know, it is. So, so Vivek, I wanted to get you on to explain the FTX thing to somebody like me that's not really up on FTX, and I haven't been following this 30-year-old guy Tell me what's what's happening and what it means. Sure, it's a really interesting story, Glenn, and not all of the details are crystal clear yet. I can give you the the super detailed version if you're interested, but the slightly less summary version is that there's a guy who operated an exchange 
called FTX, right? That was the exchange where people trade cryptocurrencies. It's like Coinbase. Own, yeah, exactly, except this is offshore, Coinbase is onshore. So think about that as an exchange. But it's a centralized exchange. It just happens to trade cryptocurrency. So it's like an old school, think about it as an equivalent of like a stock exchange, except people can trade cryptocurrencies on it. Mm-hmm. Now that's owned and founder, founded by and lead owner is Sam Bankman-Fried, who goes by SBF. But he also had a separate hedge fund called Alameda. So that's a trading firm. So that's not an exchange. That's just trading to try to make money like people always have. On Wall Street, this has existed for a very long time. Hedge funds that just traded their own capital to make more money. So he's operating both the exchange and his own hedge fund. And it appears what happened was when that hedge fund encountered a bunch of losses, and they have leverage, right? That means they're borrowing. That means they have to post collateral to cover for those losses. So it appears what he did was he took customer funds from the exchange, but used that to borrow it and post it as collateral. And when that came to light, the other participants in that exchange, particularly one big market participant, uh, this guy Changpeng Zhao, said that he was going to dump a bunch of the, and this is where it gets a little bit complicated, but a bunch of the token issued by the exchange that basically caused the value of that token, the instrument that people hold on the exchange, to collapse. And that sent a free fall spiral that caused the whole house of cards to come crashing down. So, you know, putting complexities and the details to one side, which we can get into if you want, the bottom line is there's a guy who was self-dealing using customer money on an exchange to cover his own personal trading losses, tried to cover it up. When that came to light, there was a house of cards that came crashing. And unfortunately, many of those customers are likely going to lose a lot of their money. And even the portion they get back, they're not going to see for a very long time. So that's just descriptively what happened. But boy, is there a lot more that's interesting to this story when you look at this guy who was a major donor to the Democratic Party, one of the major faces of advocating for regulation of the cryptocurrency industry in Washington, D.C., that created the smokescreen that prevented people from being able to see through this fundamental fraud. Okay, so let's I want to go there. But first, let's start. He's like 30 years old. Uh, and right. his and the the woman running the hedge fund, she girlfriend, looks, right? Like, his girlfriend looks like she's 14. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to. I, I don't have the facts, but I will tell you, it did not look uh, good. <laughs> it surprised me a little bit. Right. So how is it that these two people pulled the wool over so many people's eyes? So it's a great question. I think it has to do with cultivating this do-good image, this futurist image on the promise of cryptocurrency and the importance of what that would mean for humanity. I mean, at the end of the day, these are nothing, this guy is nothing more than a high-frequency trader. And there's nothing wrong with being a high-frequency trader, but it's just, you're in the business, ordinarily, to just make an extra buck, to make an extra buck by beating somebody else at the sport of trading effectively. But what he managed to do was to disguise that in the veneer of this moral superiority, this morality. Mm. And, and the funniest part about this, Glenn, is that a lot of people miss this. This is going to have a backlash that I think is going to be over-inclusive, where this guy was operating a centralized exchange. That's no different than an old-school exchange. It just happened to offer trading in cryptocurrencies. So there's really nothing that fancy or even futuristic let alone morally humanistic about it. It's just an old school exchange where people trade stuff and the stuff they trade is a cryptocurrency. 
But the actual promise of the future of cryptocurrency, of decentralization, is actually decentralized exchanges where there's no single centralized owner of the exchange. And the irony here, Glenn, is I think this is going to pro- provoke a backlash from regulators to the entire cryptocurrency. Of course landscape, it will. Including to decentralized exchanges. And the irony, here's the ultimate irony that a lot of people miss. He couldn't have done what he did if it were actually a truly decentralized exchange. The only way he was able to borrow those customer funds as one actor and lend it over to his hedge fund to post his collateral is the fact that the exchange was centralized in the first place. And Mm. so the irony here is you have this guy who was the face of pro-regulation. He was a pro-regulatory advocate in Washington, D.C., which is why everyone viewed him as as the good guy, the golden boy. And yet the irony is he happened to be the fraudster and then the reaction to that is likely going to include over-regulating decentralized cryptocurrency exchanges, which would have been probably the best way of actually preventing this fraud. So that's the irony in the whole story that, that I think people haven't yet caught up to see. Isn't he also uh, big in uh, ESG and the well, World Economic Forum? It's part of the smokescreen. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's all just part of the smokescreen, Glenn. Is, it, that is part of it. Now, there was, there was a story that was uh, floating around on social media yesterday that actually found that fa- a subsidiary of FactSet, which is one of these rating companies, yeah. uh, assigned an ESG score on a leadership and governance metric, including as it related to sustainability standards, that was higher for this company than ExxonMobil, okay, which is <laughs> a company that most Americans will know and has been around for a long time. Okay, so that's the bit of the farce in this, but that's just one example of the farce. He's pro-regulation, so the Democrats in Washington, D.C. see him as a good guy. He is the second largest donor to Democrats this cycle, donating over $30 million, another point on the strike in the tally of being the good guy. Wait, wait, hang on. Didn't he also also say that for 2024, he will donate up to a billion dollars to the Democrats? Yes. So the funny thing is what he said is he was going to donate a billion dollars over the 2022 and 2024 cycle. Now, the sad part for a lot of Democrats is they were kind of upset at him because you might think that meant like a few hundred million now and, and more hundred million then. Actually, he only ended up donating 30 plus million. So the side note to the story, kind of the comic part of this is a lot of Democrats are actually upset at him for only ponying up a little over 30 million because he had committed to a billion. But you see, this guy, there's a common pattern, over-promising and under-delivering. Yeah. Turns out that applies to his political donations as well. But, but the broader point, though, Glenn, is it's just all, checking all the boxes. Speaking with Clinton on stage and Tony Blair, boldly wearing shorts, being the cool guy of the future, World Economic Forum, all that, that, that entire crowd, ESG ratings, donations to the Democratic Party, being vocally pro-regulation in an industry where the other entrepreneurs have, in my opinion, for good reason, resisted regulation. That, that created the cultivated aura of this being one of the good guys, one of the guys you could trust. And it reminds me a lot of actually that CEO of Volkswagen. You, know, you remember this guy, Wintercorn? He was the CEO of Volkswagen, which was the number one ESG award-winning company. Yes. Until they found, and by the way, he would wax eloquent about climate change and the energy transition until they found that he had actually rigged the emissions <laughs> measurements in their own cars, right? This reminded me a lot of that story, where the person who protests the case for the futurism of, of the ESG-laden world, the one of the good guys about the pro-regulation crowd, ended up being the most fraudulent of them all. And it's not an accident that that pattern just repeats itself 
time and again because it's all about creating a smokescreen to allow you to get away with a kind of fraud you would have never gotten away with if people hadn't been thrown off the scent with the smokescreen that you put up. So, so that's the story. It happens again and again. And I wish people would learn the lesson, Glenn, but there's something about us as a people that make us suckers for the smokescreen of wanting to be the pro-ESG, pro-Democrat, pro-regulation good guys that every time that ends up being actually a pretty good way to throw the regulators and to throw customers off the scent and to be able to get away with something like this. And, and Vivek, there's a real big... Uh media angle here to this too because this is yet another example elizabeth holmes style mm-hmm. where they made this guy into a hero all the th- like he he doesn't brush his hair he there were stories about how he wears shorts to every meeting one story talked about how he would fall asleep on beanbag chairs outside of offices and they'd bring in all these multi-billion dollar donors past him while he was sleeping and then he would wake up and waddle into the the uh, the meeting like ten minutes later, and this was like he's just a genius. He's a he doesn't even care. He's asleep <laughs> on a beanbag outside the meeting. Uh, one story talked about it, these are all praising him, where he was playing video games during an entire presentation while he was in there, and they gave him a billion dollars after this meeting where he was playing League of Legends throughout an entire meeting. Unbelievable. And, and like. There's no mea culpa from the media after all of this who built this guy into this celebrity to get all of these dollars. And uh, there will never be a time. All they'll get is a bunch of podcasts later on hosted by the same reporters who initially interviewed him and made him into this superstar. I mean, it's a ridiculous cycle. You make such a good point. And this is less a story about this random guy, SBF, whatever. He came two years ago. He'll be gone, you know, two months from now. But it's an indictment of our culture. I mean, what is it about our state of our psyche, our cultural psyche in the U.S., even internationally, that causes us to bear this self-inflicting pain every time, mm. to line up behind a guy who, who not only poses to be the boy genius, I mean, that was the Elizabeth Holmes version of this, mm. but to take that to the next level, to think that he is actually better than the rest of us just because he checked the boxes that we had created in our artificial edifice of ESG and of of humanitarianism and of political philanthropy. It's almost as though we did this to ourselves, and he was just the guy who happened to ride the wave that the rest of our culture had created. That's the more interesting part of this story, because it's, it's the Volkswagen thing all over again. You know, it's Unilever in Kenya. I mean, it's all the stuff I've been writing and talking about for two years. We just see the same story repeat itself in different clothing. It just happened to be in the clothing of cryptocurrency this time around. Uh, so I, I heard um, on the uh, the podcast uh, All In, I heard Brian Armstrong, who is the CEO of Coinbase, saying he didn't he didn't see this one coming at all. He said I, I just thought he was a really good uh, really good guy. He said now in retrospect, I I guess I did see things, but I ignored them. Was there anybody who saw this? Uh, not that I know of. I mean, I think that's what makes it such a big story, right? And I'm not even, uh, you know, I, I follow the cryptocurrency space, but that's not an area where I spend an immense inordinate amount of my time. I'm focused more on, you know, equity markets, et cetera. Right. But, but it, it, there is something about seeing a guy who is calling for greater regulation in his own industry mm-hmm. while also making greater donations to the very people who are responsible for uh, crafting those regulations. Gosh, that, that sounds a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, I would say that, that, that alone just struck me as 
as potentially false and inauthentic. Hmm. Now, was that going to underlie a $30 billion, $40 billion fraud? I, I did not necessarily go the extent of predicting that. But there was something that was amiss about this in terms of calling for self-hating regulation while donating uh, to very people who are going to write those regulations. And that's strange. That sounds a little like Zuckerberg. <laughs> it actually does, doesn't it? <laughs> it right? does. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, it, hey. it, 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 it's pattern repeats itself, Glenn. You know it well. So it's not going to be, we could probably count, if we took 10 minutes, we could probably find 10 to 20 other examples that smell just like it. Uh, we were with uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, and we're going to continue our conversation with him in just a second because we haven't even gotten to the Ukraine part or the mm. missing $1.7 billion. We'll get to that in just a second. First, uh, let me tell you about Rough Greens. If I handed you a plate of food and before you took the first bite, I said, oh, by the way, um, we've completely sterilized that. Would you, would you be like, um... What do, you, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Well, we just we wanted to make sure it didn't have any nutritional value in it at all. Would you eat it? More to the point, would you eat it every day? If your answer is no, and I hope it is, then let me ask you, why would you expect anything uh, to be different with your dog? This is why your dog needs Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It's a supplement developed by naturopathic doctor Dennis Black. And you sprinkle it on the dog food, and it has uh, vitamins and minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, all the things that are healthy for your dog. Now, Rough Greens wants to make sure that your dog loves it as much as our dogs do. Uh, Uno loves this stuff. It's like dog crack, I swear. Um, you can get a free bag just for your dog to try out at roughgreens.com slash back. All you pay for is shipping. It's your first free trial bag, roughgreens.com slash back, or you can call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. That's 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, roughgreens.com slash back. 10 seconds, station ID. So I'm sketchy on all of this stuff, Avek, but I, uh, there's a missing $1.7 billion, billion. Is that accurate? I, I can't say if it's accurate, but that is what, that is, that is what the latest uh, reporting is. Absolutely. Yeah. How, how do you misplace $1.7 billion? Well, the, the funny thing is now they're talking about this, uh, about the potential hack into the system, too, after mm. the fraud story came to light. So I, I'm, so I have no basis for this other than intuition, but to say that that hack seems uh, mysteriously well-timed. <laughs> and so, you know, so, so guys, guys being, uh, being, you know, investigated now for fraud, being scrutinized for fraud, for himself misappropriating those funds to his affiliated hedge fund from an exchange that he was operating for customers, and then suddenly there's a hack. And, and I think that it strikes me as, as a little convenient to sort of say that, okay, the hack is something that we can blame because that's something that's outside of all of our control when, in fact, at the very moment, it, for two years there wasn't any report of a hack. But now there's a report of a hack right when mm. you are being investigated. So that did, that did smell a little bit yeah. uh, amiss to me. But, you know, the facts on this are, are changing by the day, changing by the hour. But this is the lesson i think is actually less complicated than each of those detailed facts might you know might you know invite right. <laughs> okay and and i think that it's it's pretty simple whether it was cryptocurrency or anything else there's just a guy who's operating an exchange for customers and you cannot use customer money 
to ad- without their Correct. express permission to advance your own financial trading goals. Period. That is a hard line. And whether you're regulated or not, that is an illegal act of misappropriation, of theft, and then fraud and lying to the people who you're stealing from. So it actually, in a certain sense, has nothing to do with cryptocurrency, has nothing to do with crypto regulation. The only double irony of this is that if it had actually been operated as a truly decentralized exchange, this guy couldn't have even done the thing that he did. And so in a certain sense, the crypto-ness of this let alone the, the morality of this, is all just a deflection and a smokescreen from the essence of what was really nothing different than just an old-school Madoff-esque fraud. And is there any, anything more than just trading into fiat currency um, uh, becoming in bed with Ukraine and the, uh, the main bank of Ukraine to, to trade cryptocurrency and get it into uh, fiat currency so people could use it? Do you think there's a money-making scam in there as well? Well, I think there's no doubt that there is, you know, in in all of crypto exchanges, sort of a a money laundering element to it. Yeah. In the sense that, you know, you're using the, the supposed anonymity of these exchanges to be able to you know, launder money that, that yeah. you otherwise would have not been able to launder. But that's yeah. not unique to cryptocurrency. Glenn. Right. You could it in the current fiat. No. Too. So that's a bit of a deflection. I know. Thank you so much, Vivek. I appreciate it. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, he is the author of Nation of Victims and co-founder and executive chairman of Strive Asset Management. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, do you remember that time when our government pushed out a lot of student loan forgiveness? Remember that plan? Guess what? You'll never guess. Guess what? Guess. Guess. All right. Cyber criminals are already on top of it. And they're reaching out with emails and texts and phone calls. And they're pretending to be to the government to get your sensitive information. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So they could steal that money that I gave the government that you now have in your bank. Oh, I love this. Cyber criminals are way less evil than we give it uh, than we uh, than we think. I mean, if you're comparing them to the government, then they're way they're much more evil than we think when we're not comparing them to the government. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity of theft affect your life, and you need to protect it. Get twenty five percent off now. On a subscription with LifeLock. 25% off your subscription to LifeLock. Go to LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code back. If you had your money in FTX, you might need 30 bucks off right now. Go to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is stand up for 30 bucks off. I want to share a story just to see if you can hear the cognitive dissonance in this story. Last month, a 10-year-old boy walked into the nurse's office of his elementary school in Highland, New York. He asked for some Vaseline. He wanted the Vaseline to rub it on to his new tattoo, a crude rendering of his name in large block letters on the inside of his forearm. The nurse called police. 
the boy had gotten a tattoo with his mother's permission from a neighbor, according to local authorities. While some states have no minimum age for receiving a tattoo if a parent allows it, New York State forbids anyone younger than 18 from getting tattooed with or without parental consent. Last month, both the tattoo artist Austin, Austin Smith, who was unlicensed, and the boy's mother were arrested. As pictures of the boy's arms stirred outrage, across local and international news sites and social media. You have got to be kidding me. Now, let me give you another story. Wait, why would you do a story hmm? about a tattoo, a local news story about a tattoo? Why would that be of any relevance whatsoever to the American people? You mean, why would I do that? Yeah, why would I you? I don't know. You don't know why you'd cover it? I don't know. It was just placed here by my Zionist overlords. Oh, okay. That and I sense. had to do that. Now, if I may continue, Stu, mm -hmm. without your rude questioning, <laughs> let me tell you about another story. This one we're featuring on our Wednesday night special. Our Wednesday night special is... All about a country that has gone insane. Now, just remember the little tattoo story as we share this story about a father who lost his children to the state. That moment the doctor places your newborn into your arms, your entire world changes. I'll do everything in my power to keep you safe. I'll fight for you every single day. For Jeff, that moment arrived times two when his twin boys, James and Jude, were born. And from the start, Jeff loved being a dad. I was the stay-at-home parent for them. I've raised them since they were the youngest children. And uh, we were very close and had a super tight bond right up until the courts took them away from me. Everything changed when the boys were two years old. Jeff's then-wife began telling James that timeouts were only for little boys. And that... The monsters only eat boys. You better not be a boy. Scaring him in, the, in these little timeouts. And when I put my foot down and stopped that, she filed for divorce almost immediately. She's a pediatrician. And uh, using her connections with licensed care provider, she was able to get psychologists to basically force me out of my house. And that's when the situation escalated again. Jeff, who then still had 50-50 custody, took this video of James when he was only three years old. Oh, you're a boy, right? No. I'm a girl. Who told you you're a girl? Mommy. <clears throat> She puts dresses on you? Oh, wow. And what else does she do? She buys my headbands. Uh-huh. And, and, <clears throat> and she gets me hair clips. Oh, hair clips? Okay. Mm -hmm. She enrolled him in school as a girl under a fake girl's name. 
She started to uh, claim that I couldn't cut my son's hair and that I couldn't use male pronouns. And she went to court to try to force me to use male pronouns at home to stop presenting him to the world as a boy. This evening, there's a decision to share in a volatile custody case involving a seven-year-old's gender. This case has taken on a life of its own. The central question being, should a seven-year-old live as a boy or as a girl? The custody battles continued, but Jeff's ex-wife used her connections with psychologists to force her hand. His 50-50 custody soon became every other weekend only. This hurt the relationship between me and my sons tremendously. And my sons were very sad about it and cried about it all the time. So James, now 10, has lived his short life in a whirlwind of confusion. So there was a time when uh, every authority figure in my son's life except me was telling him he was a girl. His teacher at school, the principal, the police officer at school, the librarian was telling him he was a girl, the lunch lady was telling him he was a girl. His uh, brother, although he didn't want to, was forced to use his girl's name. But there's one part of James's story that makes it even more tragic. And here's the important thing to know about my case. My son has never presented as a girl to me. He only presents as a girl when he's with his mother. So my approach was just very simple, to show my son how great it is to be a man. So we just did all the things that, that I did as a boy. We hunted rabbits, we tracked animals, we did hikes. We didn't, we didn't need to worry about. We were able to tough everything out. And my, my son flourished under these conditions. On the weekends, Jeff shared with his sons his love for boxing. You know, he didn't think he could make it through those first workouts, you know, and, and he, he saw that we could tough it out together. We would get down there and do our, our one hour of floor work, working on our abs, working on our core, and we could do all that together. In a boxing gym, everybody that does the work gets respect. And they enjoyed that. They were treated like young men. Their time together shaped James immensely. I became to understand themselves as in command of their world able to make changes in their world. And this eventually culminated in my son refusing to wear a dress at his mother's home because he likes being a man. He told the court-appointed counselor that he wanted to be a, a boy and wanted to go to school as a boy. The court-ordered counselor, she said, well, this, this child is saying he wants to be a boy. That must be because the father's making him say that. And on that basis, she recommended that the court take the children away from me because my son asked to be a boy. The boy's mother moved them to California, and Jeff says she's already beginning a full transformation for James. He last saw them over a year ago. But Jeff's battle is far from over. In fact, quite the opposite is true. But I assure you, I will not stop fighting for my son under any conditions. We say, save James, save thousands of children, so we don't forget those other children. He's fighting for more than just his son. He's fighting for James, but also for all the other kids whose parents just won't speak up. And in my daily prayers, I always remember the other children and their parents who either can't or won't fight for them. Save James. Save thousands.
wait until you meet this dad on Wednesday. I think this guy is remarkable. He is coming on uh, against court orders. He has a, a gag order. He's not allowed to talk to anyone about this story. He's going to be talking to us on Wednesday. Come what may. Uh, he is. He actually would like the court to throw him in jail so he can challenge it because he says it is unlawful and unconstitutional to have him stop telling the story. It's amazing that we <laughs> we live in a world where New York is putting parents in jail if you give your child a tattoo. However, you can take him to California and have them mutilated. And that doesn't seem to be a problem with anyone. You don't want to miss this. It is a special on Wednesday night. It's a special commercial free two hour special blaze TV dot com slash Glenn. Make sure you use the promo code stand up. You'll get $30 off of your uh, subscription. It is so important that we don't get frustrated or discouraged. We must stand up. Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern, it's Targets of Tyranny, How to Survive Being an Enemy of the State. Mm. So Thanksgiving and the holiday season are right around the corner, and of course that means a bunch of people probably visiting you. Some of them you like, some of them you do not. Fortunately, there's still time to look your very best and years younger with GenuCell. This Thanksgiving season, you can save 70% off on GenuCell's most popular package at GenuCell.com slash Beck. GenuCell products target forehead wrinkles, fine lines, dark spots, skin redness, that sagging jawline, and even the annoying bags and puffiness, and they can go away right before your eyes. Plus, with its immediate effects, you'll see results in less than 12 hours guaranteed or your money back. There's no risk here. It's a pretty amazing thing if you think about it, and if you can, anyone that you have on your uh, Christmas list, uh, any uh, gifts you're going to be giving away. Coming up soon, it's a great way to go. GenuCell, they're the best in the business. From now until Thanksgiving, get your complimentary deep correcting serum absolutely free when you check out or go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. Enter the promo code Beck for an additional 10% off your entire purchase. And for the holidays, enjoy free shipping and a holiday gift bundle with every most popular package at GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glennbeck.com. Oh, boy. Big news from Egypt, you know, at the uh, UN Climate Conference. They have come out and said, according to a new study, we've got nine years. <laughs> nine more. That's fantastic nine, news. I thought we were already I, pretty I much know, toast. I, yeah, no, we've got nine more years. We had passed the point of no return. No, no, no. We're we have nine, nine more years, years now? Nine years. Well. This is a miracle. Well, I should say, we, we have nine years, but they're very concerned because new gas projects launched in response, you know, to Russia and Ukraine mm -hmm. is... Uh, is will consume 10% of the remaining carbon budget uh, that they have. 
10% of the remaining carbon budget. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. sounds bad. I thought this yeah, well, was good news. It makes it all but impossible for nations to meet the Paris Agreement goal oh to limit gosh. the warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius. Now, quick uh, question here. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Natural gas is, uh, we're talking about the same substance. The yeah, one, yeah, yeah, the natural one, gas. The one that's mm-hmm. almost exclusively responsible for the drops in emissions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Moving yeah. from coal to natural right, gas. Right, right, right. But they're saying natural gas is well, the enemy. look at here's the problem. Here's the problem. Um, you know, we've got more growth. We have more growth. We have 1% increase in carbon dioxide just from burning fossil fuels right now. And emission. Now listen to me. Emissions in both the United States and India Mm -hmm. have increased while China and the European Union will probably report small declines. From what? From from Mm -hmm. the COVID year? Because they have not been increasing overall. They've been decreasing and been on a long-term downward trend. <sighs> Stu, scientists are warning of the world's dangerous trajectory right now. The trajectory has been down no, for decades. No, no, no. Leaders at the UN Climate Change Conference, okay? Yeah. They've advocated for natural gas as a transition fuel that will ease the world's switch from fossil energy to renewable renewables. Mm-hmm. So at least four new gas projects have been reported or announced in the last 10 days with several African company uh, countries pledging to expand export capacity and support and supply more fuel to Europe. That's why it's important, Glenn, to keep Africa in the dark ages. You know, hopefully they can never have any piece of the civilization we've grown to know and love. Well, if we keep them in uh, in in a situation where they have none of the resources that we have, yeah. that's much better for the planet. Sure Just punish is. an entire continent of people. Absolutely. It's easy. Well, it is the rhetoric. It's the rhetoric of increased natural gas uh, usage and <laughs> it's the production. Rhetoric. Okay. It's the rhetoric. I'm quoting the rhetoric. That has alarmed scientists and activists who say who say expanding natural gas production could harm those very vulnerable communities and push the planet towards a hotter, hellish future. Quote, gas is not a low carbon energy source. End quote. Wow. That's a riveting quote. First of all, I thought so, too. (laughs) I thought so, too. That's one of the scientists over there. So the the theory is science if. Mm-hmm. If we if let's say they get natural gas and they are able to experience modern civilization, yeah, they'll burn to death in a but they'll be hellish future that will the health health future hellish future happens within an air conditioned room uh, with a room well, that has yeah. lighting and refrigeration. Well, yeah, or, or they can theoretically avoid some of this hellish future if they just continue their hellish present. That sounds like a great idea. Well, I'm sure they would sign on for that immediately. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just surpass, just bypass, I guess, their entire uh, lives of potential uh, economic growth? And look, we have to reduce our growth. No, we okay. do not need to reduce our. No, growth. that I read it in the New York Times today. Yeah, degrowth. We, yeah, mm-hmm. we have to have some degrowth. That's not what you never say a plant when it dies. You don't say that's degrowing right now. I'll tell you that. No one ever says that. Where, what is this term degrowth? That's what's happening when plants degrow. <laughs> it doesn't lead to anything other than degrowth.
Degrowth. It's, Degrowth. It, it, yeah. Decompose, mm. I hear. I hear that yeah, one a yeah, lot. Yeah. Why don't they ever say the economy? We just need to de- decompose the economy for a little bit. That would be a more sensible description. Because that implies death. Yes, it does no, imply death. is death. completely different than degrowth. It, it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is huh? it, though? <laughs> That's my question. Is yeah. It? Is it? Well, I'm not a scientist, so oh, I can't okay. tell you. But scientists are saying now, we have to degrow. Uh, and uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't... I don't think so. But then again, I'm a guy who's like, hey, let's not mutilate our kids. You know? And especially if it means that they get a tattoo. I want that I want that parent in prison. I mean, they can cut off the, you know, parts of their body, but no the tattoos. Back program. American Society of Healthcare Pharmacists, which is the group that tracks the production of uh, medicines all around the world, recently came out and declared there's a worldwide shortage of antibiotics, amoxicillin being the biggest of them, because it's extremely important because it's uh, used to combat all sorts of infections. So some places you can't even get it. This is why I want to talk to you about Jace Case. It is a pack of five different courses of antibiotics that you can use to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, things like UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, a lot more. I want you to check this out, jacemedical.com, jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and fill out the online questionnaire. It only takes a couple of minutes, then a licensed physician will review it, and you're in business have these things on hand before they become scarce again in your neighborhood jacemedical.com Hello, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the program. Well, we want to give you uh, a little update on how things are going with the count. Yes, almost a week in and we're still counting. We'll give you the update on that and so much more in 60 seconds. First, I've encouraged you over and over again, do your own homework. Media said that's dangerous. You're just letting people do their own homework. Yes. I trust the people. Of course, not the people of Pennsylvania, but that's a different story. Uh, The folks over at Goldline want you to do the same. You should be giving them a call this week. They're going, uh, or at least going to their uh, website at goldline.com and checking out their notable weekly news vault. 
uh, you will find an excellent piece from Elliott Management, which manages over $50 billion in assets, warning that looming hyperinflation could lead to global societal collapse. I love this one. That one's great. It's flown a little under the radar of the mainstream media, but Goldline has it. Uh, this is uh, a page that I recommended they do uh, a while back, and they have it up, and it is really important. If you want to stay ahead of things, you do your own homework. Just go to their notable weekly news vault at goldline.com. Also, they're offering a whole pile of free copper with every order right now. The more you buy, the more you receive. Goldline, call them today. Find out how you can qualify for the free copper with every order delivered right to your front door. It's 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So, Glenn. So, Stu. Nothing ever good <laughs> starts with so, Glenn. Yeah. Um, can I walk you through the house? Do you mean my house? The unfinished no. house? It'll be finished in six weeks, you know. Six weeks now? Oh, gosh. That's terrible. I thought it was only two. <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> okay. But <good>. I'm... <laughs> I know. I Your know. house is never going to be finished. Never going to be finished. Never anyway, go ahead. Okay. Not that house. Now, Glenn, yes. we have a situation where, let me give you the good news. Okay. For example, prediction markets prediction. say the House should go Republican, mm-hmm. 95% chance. 95% chance. So that's pretty good. That's really good. Really Although good. Although I do remember those prediction markets being very, very confident in things like Carrie Lake. They were pretty confident. Now they are not confident in Carrie Lake. They're not, now they're not. No. It's changed now. In fact, now huh. there's a 94% chance that Carrie Lake will lose, according to the really? prediction markets. Really? Huh. Wonder now, what happened there. That's different than it, it was. Prob- she probably had a 60 or 70% chance yeah, mid so to late last week. I trust the prediction markets. Right. They could change, right? This could, they, but but, but sure. that's what they think. They're confident. Yeah. Almost everybody will tell you, and you've heard this nonstop, even in the mainstream media, the Republicans will likely win the House. Yeah. But can I be a little pessimistic here and walk you through what we have? Is it pessimism or is it reality? <laughs> I think it's real. I think it's reality. But 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 it's not all bad news. But just how confident do you feel in this scenario that I'm about to walk you through? Okay, I'm guessing zero. Okay, <laughs> but uh, let me hear it. First. I went through all the outstanding races. Okay, mm-hmm. looked at them, mm-hmm. and I have. Uh, I don't know. What I tend to find is a somewhat disturbing situation. Okay. So I ranked all of the races mm-hmm. in the best chance for Republicans to win. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. 212 are pretty much in the bag. 212. 212. Got to get to 218, though. Wow. 218. So that's a long way from... That's easy. Oh, There's a lot of races. So there's a couple dozen sure. races still yeah. out there. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, you know, gosh. We really have to be over 220. Uh, to even because you know there's a lot of weasels in there yes yeah for so. sure but 218 is control and at this point i'll take i will control. take 218 yes, control yes okay. i will too all right so i've ranked them in the old school grading system from from you know your old high school days a b c d f Ooh. okay wow that's harsh now none of these i would say are completely decided but i i came up with three a's three a's three three so and they're and that that means really high according to the grading scale. 
these are the best of the best. Yes, not sure things. Let me give you an right. example of a race okay. uh, right. that I put as an A. Okay. Lauren Boebert's race in Colorado. Oh, that's now, an A. That's an A. Huh. Now, as of right now, she leads by 0.4% with 99% of the vote in. How, how many votes is she away? Actual, not percentage, not but percentage. Oh, yeah, That's a good votes. question. I can, yeah. If you give me one moment, Glenn, of okay. course, I can pull that up for you, and I'm completely prepared to give you any detail <laughs> that's additional Why to what stalling? I'm it giving you at like any you're... time. And that's what's important about this particular coverage. I can always <laughs> right. tell you in exactly. a moment's notice, a moment, and people need to understand this. Wow. Uh, it's I very, think we very understand. Clear. We're just looking for the number of votes that... Uh, number of votes in... In that race? Yeah, in that race. Yeah, I've got it at uh, uh, 1,122. Thank you. Okay, 1,000 votes away. Now, but they're 99% in. 99% in, and you'd think, so basically what we're talking about there would, the outstanding vote couldn't overturn it, only if there was like a recount or something okay, else. Okay, so all right, Some, I, f- I feel good. I feel, feel good about that feel race. feel good right? about that's, that race. That's the type of A race I'm right. talking about. We have three of those. That gets Republicans to 215. Wait, we have three of those. Three A races. That are that good. I think so. There's another race in New York. Uh, oh, zero, it, a 0. 0.4. In New York? Yeah. Okay. 0.4%. That's not Colorado. Lead. That's New York. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I now when you say it that way. Yeah. You know, it doesn't sound as, as good, you know. but Right. But Where, where's the third one? Third one. Uh, uh, uh-oh. <laughs> that one's in... California. California. That so one is to... not even New York. <laughs> That's California. All you have to do is depend on the fine people in New York and California. Again, these are close races. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and just give us those three give just for a... the for the optimistic <laughs> take right. here on the house. And that gives us gets get, gets us to uh, 215. 215. Now, seeming even more cavernous in between 215 <laughs> and 218 right. than it did just it, a few it minutes seemed ago. seemed really easy. Seemed pretty easy. With sure. a couple dozen races out there. Right. Oh, why can't we get all oh, we need is six? Right. Right? But now yes. Of the A's, I only have three. Three. So now we're at 215. Okay. Now you'd say, what but number B would... is still passing. Right. It's still a good grade. It's still a good grade. H- how many races would you like to see in the B column to make yourself comfortable that the Republicans are going to 27. 27. That's <laughs> 27. a good number. Yeah. That, that's how I would feel, too, because right. I always feel these are going to go sure. against us. How, how many do we have? Two. Two. Two races two that are races B's. Two races that are B's. Just two. That would take us to... Uh... Who's 217? Yes, and yeah. you're going to be excited that here in our B's, we have another California. Oh, good. And you're going to be super confident because it's Arizona is oh. the other one. Oh, I hope it's Maricopa County. <laughs> That's a great question. Because <laughs> that one's done, mm. so that's done so well. Yes. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. if we assume mm-hmm. we have both of the A's and the B's, mm-hmm. that gets us to... Not 218, <laughs> no. which is what you need, Yeah, but 217, 217, which is one less than what you need. So we don't have control there. We don't there. have control no. at okay. 217. Now, may I ask, how, how much worse is a B from an A? Is it like 1,100 votes? Okay. Or, you go, I, or it should be 900 votes. One race in Arizona. It's a 0.2% lead mm-hmm. with 94% of the vote in. That's a B. 
A B, boys and girls. I'm not being unfair with these rankings. That's a B. And the only reason I say it's a B is because it was expected to be a pretty easy, not an easy win, but it's a it's a purplish district, but it is it was projected to be uh, a Republican leaning district this time. Now, of in, course, in, we've in, seen that uh-huh. before. In 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 what in in what state? In Arizona. In Arizona. Good. Good. Okay. All and right. then we have a. Uh, uh, a, a race in California where there is a six-point lead currently for the Republican. Oh. However, oh. only 52% of the vote in. That's going to shrink oh, okay. as we get that, closer. That's a B. That's a B. Uh-huh. But that one was leaning Republican anyway. They've got the lead. I'm okay. going to get that a B. All right. That gets you to 217. Now okay. you go into the Cs. Uh-huh. Now. We just need one of these. Just need one of them. And one. you'd like how many to be there to just get one out of them. <laughs> I'd like... This is a C. Is a, this C. a C. So again, you're in like toss-up so area. I would like maybe I'm gonna shoot low. Five. Five. That's five. a that's a nice guess. Unfortunately, you lose. <laughs> I lose because I only have three. You only have three C's. C's. Now, you okay. if you're optimistic and you take those A's and B's and you're like, okay, right. well, you we can the, pick these off. That's two seventeen. You got one still, of these three. We still don't one have C's. the house. This kid's is going well. Going well. I think Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy, I think they've done their job. Mm. I think they've done their job. They should be rewarded with more leadership positions. They should be rewarded with new positions. Mm -hmm. Now, here we have two California races and an Arizona in the seas. We have what? Two California races. And uh, Please tell me it's like in the farming area. Of California, some of them are. There's some okay. again. Okay. You know, I know California. We, we make fun of. There are races that a lot of Republicans do win in California. Yeah, some of them they're even favored in. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, <laughs> but not. But these. like, for example, this one, which yeah. is a a, a toss up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Toss up race. I would say right now, if you look mm-hmm. at the projections, okay, was a Biden plus six district. Okay. Okay. So one that okay. Biden won. All right. But now in this environment. Which is not necessarily, I mean, it's only slightly better for Republicans, maybe. Right. We need the Republican to win. And of Uh course, we still have 30% of the vote to count. So we don't know at this point. Oh, 30. Then you get into the D's. Wait, there, that was that was it? it. There's three C's. Uh You've got some, I mean, you've got, I I think there's there's one that's in Arizona where uh, the Republican leads by 0.6%. With 89% of the vote in, which I, mm. my A's, I put, if you're over 95% in and you're winning, you know, I put that as an A. This one's at 89% in winning. So a chance, certainly a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a, a likely Republican district going in. So you'd think maybe there's a chance that some of the, some of the votes will be, again, you see me, I'm reaching for some of these, but that's, again, it's close. 0.6% lead. But if we won all of the C's. C's, right? That would give you to 220, 20. which again isn't great. In fact, a lot of these uh, these mainstream people looking at this are like, oh, well, uh, we, we project 221 for Republicans, plus or minus four. Well, that's, that's a big... That's a big plus or minus. Yes. Yeah. Because 225 at this point would be like, wow, that's fantastic. Right. 217, bad. <laughs> bad. 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 Yeah. Okay. Then you got three Ds. Mm-hmm. And then I have all the rest of them are Fs. <laughs> okay. 
They're not going to win. They're not going to win. Well, again, they're all in California, mostly, Mm -hmm. at least Mm -hmm. all in California. And they're all districts that lean Democrat. And, you know, the Democrat even have the lead in a bunch of them. May I just ask a quick question? Yes. Why is it that it just seems to be in the sketchy states Mm. where they can't really count everything that might you know be why I mean? we picture them as sketchy right it <laughs> that might, might be. be why it might be yeah it might be it might be something that in theory you'd if as a lawmaker in one of these states you'd be incentivized to correct your terrible practices because correct. no one believes you're voting or anymore you might not be incentivized <laughs> right you know if, if you're, you're on the winning doing side right. yeah exactly mm-hmm. so again you can see why right you would say, hey, Republicans are favored in this race. And I would say no, you're no. probably maybe right. No. But like 95% confidence. Do you have 95% confidence in that scenario I just mapped out for you? I mean, I think. Uh, wait, gonna... wait, wait, wait. Are Republicans involved? They are. No, I don't have any confidence in it then. You know, you may remember, Glenn, us uh, saying over and over again, Republicans should win this election unless they screw it up. Which which they always do, I believe, was the rest of that prediction. (laughs) They're very good at that. You know, you've got a couple ranked choice voting. Now, uh, who would you say? I'm going to give you time. I'm going to give you time. Okay. Who would you say (laughs) is most responsible for that loss? Now, don't answer right away. Mm. I want you to think, is there anyone that might be responsible that maybe we should reassign and i don't mean reassign their sex i mean reassign them to i don't know basement duty instead of running the show i just think about it i'll give you a minute it's up to you and and me to make a difference to help our country become free again it starts with us and our children Look what's going on in our country today. There is a bigger need than ever before for young people to rise up and say no to big government. But that's not happening. Did you see the um, did you see the uh, it wasn't ASU. Maybe it was ASU um, that had the uh, the voter polls 94 percent towards the Democrats. Mm, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it was good. 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 It was good. No, no, seriously. We're it's, and luckily all those parents paid. Mm-hmm. For the education. Yeah. There. So, so that's, that's good. good. Anyway, um, here's what you need to do. I want you to go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com. They are offering free activity workbooks and 35% off all of their kids' books. These things will teach your kids about freedom. It will also teach you your kids uh, about socialism and why socialism is uh, a siren str- uh, a song. It is very strong right now. And uh, we shan't listen to it anymore please get these uh, books from the tuttle twins tuttletwinsbeck.com tuttletwinsbeck.com keep your kids safe and sane in a crazy socialist world with the tuttle twins beck.com 10 seconds station id now just Who do you think (laughs) is responsible for this? 
based on your lead-in, <laughs> yes, I believe. No, no, don't base it well, on my I, lead. I'm trying to analyze this All a little right, bit. Okay. I believe I'm talking it through like I'm on a game show. Okay, okay. Based on your question. Based on my question, yes. Do we have the Do we have the game show music? Yes. Based on your <laughs> based on your question. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I I think what you want me to say. No, I. This I, is not. No, this no, is not I high think, school. This is not high school. I'm not a progressive teacher. No, but I think you okay. have an opinion on this. Yes, I do. And you would say, uh, I, I guess I'll generalize as Republican leadership. Mitch McConnell! <laughs> but Mitch McConnell doesn't have anything to do with the House. That's why I'm... No, Mitch <laughs> Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them should go. Yeah. Both of them should go. These guys are the same guys that were in those positions under Donald Trump. You know, when they got rid of Obamacare. They didn't, Glenn, they didn't get rid of them. Oh, they didn't get rid of that, mm-hmm. did they? Wow. Well, these guys, they've done an awful lot. And Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy have got to go. Even if they're a minority, maybe especially since they're the minority leaders. I mean, after a poor showing, usually what you see are repercussions for the people who led the charge to the poor showing. Yes. <laughs> That's usually yes. how things work in the yes, world. Yes, right? but not you're, here. You're a, you're a, a, a football coach. Your team mm-hmm. is three and, and, and nine, and you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to make the playoffs, and you have a big, mm-hmm. a big payroll. Usually, you get fired. Right. That's usually what happens. Right. But, but that uh, doesn't seem to be the way that these no. things go in, no. in Washington. Okay, here are the people that can make Mitch Mitch McConnell a thing of the past. Mitt Romney, call his office. Now, Mitt Romney? Is Mitt Romney really going to do a thing about Mitt? He loves no, but him. He he should responsible know. But he for should the red know. wave. No, this Remember? is, a, this is the, a, I know, but this is what he should know. He should know that uh, I'm going to remember what you said about, uh, about uh, Mitch McConnell being responsible. And uh, since you were wrong about that, I'm sh- I'm sure you're going to uh, evict him. And if not, don't worry about it because we have a very long memory. And next election, you are out. Remember, it's only two years. Um, Deb Fisher from um, Nebraska, Roger Wicker from Mississippi, Rick Scott, Florida, Ted Cruz, Texas, Mike Braun from Indianapolis. Uh, from Indiana, uh, Josh Hawley from Missouri, John Barrasso from Wyoming, Marsha Blackburn. Um, all of these people need to be reminded that when you lose and you have put your money into an Alaska race that was going to go to the Republican no matter what, mm-hmm. and you double down there. It's really egregious. It's really egregious. He cut money from Arizona. Could have won. New Hampshire. Could have won. Took the money from there, put it into a race where two Republicans were going against each other because he didn't, because he, liked, because he yeah. wanted to rescue Lisa Murkowski. And why did he want to do that? Because the candidate running against Lisa, uh, Lisa Murkowski said she uh, will not vote for Mitch McConnell as leadership. Mm-hmm. All of these senators, all of these senators know what their constituents are saying about Mitch McConnell, but Mitch McConnell has a very heavy hammer. And he is trying to rush this thing through. You've got to call them today. The government switchboard at the Capitol is 202-224-3121. 
get on the phone Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy. Let's start first with the Senate because they're going to be meeting tomorrow and then I guess voting on Wednesday. We have a very short time period. Mitch McConnell must not be the majority leader. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I don't recommend things um, to you that I I don't believe in. When I tell you I believe in relief factor, it's not because, uh, you know, I've seen it work. Uh, it, It has worked with me. In fact... I've been feeling so good lately uh, that I've stopped taking it recently, and that's why my hands are wrapped. Uh, It is cold in uh, Texas, and that always fires everything off, and uh, I haven't been taking my relief factor. Shame on you. Three-week quick start is 1995. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number 4, relief. Get the 1995 three-week quick start. Again, relieffactor.com or call 800, the number 4, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. You could save 30 bucks on your Blaze TV subscription for a limited time if you go to blazetv.com slash Glenn and use the promo code STANDUP. Yeah, yeah. Hey, welcome everybody to the uh, program. Um, I think we need to reset, Stu. I think we need to uh, come up with a I don't know. Something positive? New way. To, new uh-huh. way to do this show. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, it is a little depressing looking at uh, some of the yeah. stuff. Yeah, and tomorrow it's got to stop. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It has to stop. Well, how about stopping it now? We well, what we could do is have a, a country that's not a raging trash fire. <laughs> that's one thing we could do. Where would we go for that? Oh, though? I don't know how we'd get yeah. that. But yeah, I'm just saying, if that. that existed, we could talk about other things. Yeah, I don't see one. I don't see any country that's not just a burning trash fire. Nothing on the horizon? Nope. I mean, St. Kitts, Bermuda, they all seem like they're doing okay. Maybe yeah. the whole thing is just being surrounded by water. Until, they, until they're invaded. Well, yeah, when they're invaded, that's all. But, you know, yeah, that probably won't happen. I think I'd rather be trapped on Gilligan's Island. Because at least, well, no, I just remember the quicksand. I was going to say, at least it made sense. Hmm. You know what I mean? Right. It did, you knew it who every you knew who everybody was. Mm-hmm. You know that's true. You, you did know who. that. I don't know that it made sense, but yes, you did know that. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? Do you think Gilligan's Island makes less sense than today's America? No, no, yeah. definitely. It was more sensible than that. Yes, obviously, that's you. not an unfair comparison, <laughs> though. <laughs> There's some good news. There are good things on the horizon. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we are three days away from fundamentally uh, getting a sequel to A Christmas Story. Shut up. Isn't that cool? Peter Billingsley's in it. Ralphie from back in the day, who's done a lot more since Ralphie, but he always just gets called Ralphie anyway. uh, That's uh, one of my bigger regrets uh, in in celebrity encounters. Really? What do you mean? Well... Remember in the days when we were really, 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 really busy? 
Yes. Okay. I do. Where I didn't really have time to even think, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, people would make appointments for me and stuff and then brief me on the way into the room. Right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and uh, Peter Billingsley was uh, was in my office one day and uh, mm. and I said, who the hell is Peter Billingsley? And they said, Ralphie from a Christmas story. And I said, why is Ralphie from A Christmas Story in my office? And we're walking towards my office. Mm -hmm. And they said, he's really fascinating. He really wants to meet you. Door open. I walk in. Hey, Peter. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know nothing about his life. (laughs) Or what you're doing in the meeting. Or what I'm even doing in the meeting. I'm just there by myself with Peter Billingsley. And... uh, and he looks like a grown-up Ralphie, mm-hmm. which, which which people used is. to say about you. Yes, people used to say you looked like a grown-up Ralphie. Right. I don't know if they still say that. No, they don't. Okay. No, they don't. So, uh, so Peter was there, and I said, "Hey, Peter," you know, feeling kind of bad for him, right? Because you're, you're thinking this guy worked as Ralphie, and, and that was guy. it. That was it. Now mm-hmm. he's, you know, I don't know, flipping pancakes at the Waffle House. Sure. And uh, and I said so. What have you, you know, what, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you, what have you been doing lately? <laughs> and he just, he said, uh, well, we just, uh, finished Iron Man. And I was like, ah, I've got to reevaluate everything I was going to say to you. Uh, <laughs> he was the executive producer of, of Iron of Man. Of Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So now he's got a new movie out. He's mm-hmm. got a new movie out. Yes, he does. And, uh, and, and he's playing ralphie he, yes he's mm-hmm. decided to go which is i think i, I as think a person awesome. who absolutely he's, loves that movie and i yeah. know that's not necessarily universal but it is a, a loved oh, christmas I, classic i like it yeah yeah uh christmas story which have, they've done a bunch of stuff with on that I mean, they had didn't they have a broadway show for a while and, and it was like, really good oh you saw it oh i saw it oh, yeah. really? i went with peter <laughs> of course <laughs> of course you did sure <laughs> i went to i went to a christmas story musical with ralphie oh gosh this act your life is too good it's better than you deserve that's what i will say it really is it really it is. really is um but he is they're they're actually doing a sequel to it uh-huh. with ralphie grown up yeah hosting his own christmas it looks fantastic it looks and, really and cool. i think it's the same mom yeah, I think you're right. I, I think, think it's the right. same mom. Um, and it's coming out uh, this week on HBO Max, I believe. I don't know if it's in the theaters as well, but mm. uh, in HBO Max, which I'm ex- I don't know. I'm, I'm excited about it. I did not see Yellowstone last night, which is something that may have improved my mood a little bit. Really? Well, I yeah. thought you loved Yellowstone. I do. Well, I, I would... just didn't see it. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. So I... you're, you're disappointed. Are you? Let me ask you watch this. it tonight. Are you the type of person, because I am this type of person, mm-hmm. that if I'm watching a series... Mm-hmm. And a, a big episode airs and I don't see it. I literally will not go anywhere near social media until I've seen it. Yes. I can't. Because you go onto Twitter and just people are like, hey, that was great on Yellowstone when the alien came down and killed Kevin Costner. And you're like, holy <laughs> crap. <laughs> really? Yeah. Good thing they saved it for the very end, though. <laughs> you're like, no. And, and you, get, you can't even. There's no way to filter it out. Like, I want a... Uh, this is this is a, a a website I've been dreaming of for a while. You tell me if this is a good idea. I want a spoiler-free zone, right, where I can go and read, especially especially with these these things that these uh, series that have like five years of 
of episodes out and you're mm-hmm. just picking them up because I do that mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. I really refuse to commit to a series at this point unless there's five years of it because I'm kind of like that. It, it, give me five. Show me you can stay yeah. on the air for five years. Yeah. Then I'll start investing my time because yeah, there's nothing worse than having something. I, I skip everything that says one season. 2016. Right. You're like, gone. Yeah, I'm not even going to try no it. Way. It might be great, but, no. the, but might be. I'm going to be frustrated because it's going to just stop. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So unless you get five seasons, I don't even go in. But it, let's say I'm on season two, episode three, and some amazing thing happens. I can't sur- I can't look, look at any content about the show because they're going to give me what happened in season four and season five and season three. So I can't know any of it. So I can't. I don't get the full experience of watching the show because a big part of that now is you're following along. People are speculating as to what comes next. People are trying to figure it out. Oh my gosh, what happened to this character? You can't do that in, the, in that sort of community vibe. Yeah. Because you'll get it all. So I want a I want a site that has it's like a spoiler free zone. I say I'm on season two, episode three, and I can read all nothing. the articles from yeah. that time. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. So like somebody that. do that and then cut me in then- <laughs> on the profits because I don't want to do it. Well, that sounds like a binding contract. There. Right. Yes. Anybody <laughs> out there who's doing it, that's you. Wow. You are legally My, bound now to cut him it, in. When it, people 50%? don't realize this, but I think you'll back me up on this. Anything <laughs> right. said on the radio is a binding contract <laughs> to anyone who has the same idea and might do it better. Right. So I went to see um, George Clooney. Now, see if this no, you think this, this is was another against... Peter Billingsley story. Is it where you're hanging out with George Clooney no. and didn't know who he was? <laughs> no, okay. I knew who he was. Okay, good. So I went to see George Clooney and Julia Roberts in the movie Ticket to Paradise. Okay, so okay. you didn't actually did you this watch it not... with George Clooney and Julia no, Roberts? No, I did no, not. Okay. No, good. no, good. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, here's the uh, here's the thing. That one was not a decision that. I made per se. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I go and I realize before the movie starts, there's no one under 50 in that room. Okay. There's nobody. Hmm. There's no youngins going to see that one. You know? Wow. Those are two big stars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now it's been out for a while. Okay. I think. Um, However, I realized I I just fell into the driving Miss Daisy category. You know, mm. nobody nobody who was young went to see that or Steel Magnolias or one of right. those. Right, there is the yeah, there's that you know, genre there. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. I remember when they were young in their 40s and they were making movies. They were so great. And then, you, you know, then... You're seeing all these people that you grew up with, and you're like, oh, boy, they're sure aging well, aren't they? You know, they have to stop shooting about 4.30 in the afternoon for these people. <laughs> I realize that's what that movie is. That's really? That's like a, yeah. That's like, I remember You remember George these Clooney. people. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they were the stars of my day. Yeah. Like Where they were so great in Ocean's Eleven. Right. Back in the day, and they're still together. It's been that? a while, Glenn, it's since Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Don't that tell was, me how long has it been. That movie came out the same year as uh, the September 11th attacks came out. September uh, 2001. Ocean's Eleven. That's a 21 years old. Wow. When's the last time George Clooney was in a movie you've seen or <laughs> made any of any note? So 
I saw on an airplane once <laughs> something he okay. was in mm-hmm. where I don't remember. He wasn't happy in his job and he was, I don't remember. I can't tell you the last time I saw a George Clooney movie. Isn't that weird though? Because yeah. I still give, think of give, him as the biggest, you know, one yeah, of the biggest yeah, yeah. stars out there. Give, give, give me some of the. I would say. So you got Ticket to Paradise, which of course you, I just saw. You just it saw was that. it was actually good. It yeah. was actually I, really I good. I would assume yeah. it probably would be. You know, it's none of this funny business that goes on these days. Or mm-hmm. Anyway, now I don't remember the Midnight Sky. Do you remember the Midnight nope. Sky? Okay, no. that was 2020. Okay, then then there was nothing in 2019 other than you know TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember Money Monster from 2016? <laughs> do not remember Money Monster. I do not either. Doesn't sound good. No. Do you remember Hail Caesar from 2016? Ooh. I do not. Ow. I mm-hmm. saw that one because somebody wrote it or it, it had... I can't, somebody I'm did to write it. I, yeah, I know. I'm trying true. to remember. There was some reason we went and it wasn't for George Clooney and it was bad. Mm. So you might remember, I could see you remembering Tomorrowland from 2015, but again, we're back in 2015 here, and I, I still haven't gotten to, to one I'm sure you'd actually have seen, or anyone in the audience Tomorrowland, wasn't Tomorrowland that awful, awful movie that I thought looked really cool? No, that, that was, was another Sky one. That was longer, Captain yeah. of Tomorrow yeah, that, or yes, something that like was that. Yeah. Long, long yeah. before that. No, I didn't see Tomorrowland. And then I'll get to one that I do know uh, that, you were, uh, that you would appreciate, which was The Monuments Men. That's yeah, 2014. That. Wow. That's really the last George Clooney movie. I would say he was like a star and was, was, and it wasn't a big hit, but it was like critically acclaimed and I liked it. And it, you know, he okay. was looking a little like he was wearing a toupee. I don't think he was, but he was looking a little like he was wearing a toupee. <laughs> what does that mean? You, he wasn't wearing a toupee, but he well, looked like he was wearing a toupee. His hair was just not, you know, it made me right. feel better as a man, mm-hmm. you know? You can go to this George Clooney movie. It's not like every Tom Cruise movie that just pisses you off. Uh, this one is like, okay, all right. He's looking pretty uh, He's looking pretty rough. And then you find out he's 70 and you're like, okay, I no longer feel good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> all right, back in just a minute. Let me tell you about American financing. Navigating your financing is tricky, tricky work, especially the more assets you have. If you have a home, for example, knowing whether or not to refinance the mortgage and when is the kind of thing that seems complicated. You might avoid dealing with it altogether. What? Me avoid problems? Never. Now's not the time for hesitation. What you need to do is get somebody who can help you, somebody who is on your side and not the bank side. That's what American financing is all about. For over 20 years, they've been helping people just like you and me. Uh, with the kind of financial decisions that can save tons and tons of money. Their mortgage consultants can do a free mortgage review for you over the phone. They'll let you know what your options are. There's no obligations up front or hidden fees, just sound financial advice from a company that cares. So please make the call to American Financing today. A loan with them could literally change everything. And you could skip up to two days in mortgage payments and close in as little as 10 days. It's American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. This is the Glenn Back Program.
Yeah, I think Chris Pratt. We're just talking about these big movie stars. George Clooney hadn't done anything for a long time. Uh, you you go back to Leonardo DiCaprio, and you're what? Back to 2014? I mean, you have, one, you have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with DiCaprio and Pitt. Which was a big, you know, big thing. Yeah. But it, uh, before that, you're going back to 2015, 2013. I mean, The Revenant for for Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and and Wolf of Wall Street. It was 2013. It's almost a decade ago. Now he's got a couple of things that look really good in the pipeline, including a Jim Jones movie about the Jonestown oh, no, no, situation. No, 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 no. I, no. I, I, I got to see that. I, I love those. Oh no, crazy stories. Leonardo DiCaprio is in it. Yeah. Then he, it will he, not be the truth. Because Jim mm. Jones was a progressive <laughs> yeah. Marxist. Yes, he was not a religious nut. nut. Well, he, he may was, have been that too, but he wasn't wasn't a wasn't a religion of anyone's no, note. No, it, it yeah. is a he was a, a Marxist. He was a Marxist. You think Leonardo DiCaprio is going to tell that story? <laughs> no, that's no. a good point. Uh, you know, I, 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 maybe it's a situation like Clooney. It's not like he can't get gigs, right? He could go work if he wanted to. But, you know, he's busy selling multi-billion dollar tequila companies and just like, eh, why am I bothering? Why am I showing up? You know, have you have you seen all the people that make these tequila companies? And it's like, we're going to sell it for a billion dollars. George Clooney did. And I'm like, yeah, you're not George Clooney. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you know that. Yeah, it seems like the Clooney uh, magic with that was not only is he George Clooney, but he also like got the best people to make the best tequila. And, in, you know, really everyone tries to do this, though. I mean, who are, but it seems like this generation where you think of those people as the big movie stars, DiCaprio, Pitt, Clooney, it's kind of gone, right? I mean, like, they, they'll still make movies, but like, are there, is there anybody stepping into that, into that world? Like, I, I, who would you put in that category of like a big time movie star right now? Because most of them wind up just doing TV. And Chris Pratt just did a TV show for Amazon Prime, right? Like, I mean, uh, Brian Reynolds, I mean, he's got like, he's got like a Hulu series. He's great, though. He is great. He I, is great. He is very good, but it's like, it's it's a weird time for that. And of course, he's also, he's doing Mint Mobile commercials every 10 I know. seconds. I know. He's just buying companies and just doing the commercials. That's how they save, that's how they save money is they just get Ryan Reynolds to do all their commercials. They don't have to, you know, they don't have to pay him any extra. I guess they get a discounted rate, maybe. These the guy guys, who owns the company. These guys make me sick. Right, they're too I mean, smart. Because we barely have to work. Yeah. These guys. Come on. That, yeah. They're, they're they, put I, their, I, they slap their name on a bottle of, of, of I, alcohol. I want the best people that can make some tequila for me. Right. I really like tequila. <laughs> Go hire someone who knows how to make it and put my name on it, please. The Glenn Back Program.